Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Gregory Correa's Harmonics. Today's guest is a fabulous singer. Believe me, when you hear her voice, you will get goosebumps. You will feel like you're in another place. Please welcome Natalie Hopkins. Darling, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the introduction. I appreciate oh, you. <laughs> I cannot believe that you're here right here in... You Can't are just that. one beautiful singer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Could we kind of like go up the river a little bit with you about talking about your life and you could... Sure. I'm going to throw some, some questions at you. Hopefully you know the answers. Well, I let's think you go will because it. it's about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I got you on that. So, you know, you're uh, a Bay Area singer and songwriter. Bay Area, born and raised, yes, sir. Beautiful. Thank the, you. The Bay Area makes it so much better when, you, when somebody like this is here on our show. <laughs> so tell me about, you started out young as a child, I right? sure did, yeah. I grew up in a musical family. Um, my mom was a singer. She toured the United States, all over Canada. My grandmother was a singer. Her mother was a singer. It just keeps going back and back down the bloodline. Um, I got involved in musical theater when I was really young, mm -hmm. started performing in shows when I was like three years old, did that for 20 years, and uh, started to kind of like dabble into transposing music of other artists that I really admired in high school, which um, led to me writing my own original stuff mm -hmm. as a teenager, and then um, kept exploring music through college, and that led to an internship at a studio, and 
I mean, the rest is kind of history. I've just been writing songs ever since. That's that's beautiful. So you were said that you were young when you were doing basically um, in theater, and you started at three? Yes, yes. Oliver was my first production, and I was just in the ensemble. My brother was Oliver, my older brother. But, uh-huh. yeah, I got started very, very young in theater and just continued down that line. You know, so you got this musical line of relatives that are in music. Yes. Do you play any instruments at all? I do, I do. I, I wouldn't call myself a lead guitarist by any means, but I'm a rhythm, a rhythmic guitarist. Yes. And, um, rhythm guitarist, excuse mm-hmm. me. And uh, I can, you know, kind of dabble on the piano. I started out in band in like fifth grade, fourth grade, some, somewhere around there. I started with the flute, you know, it's just, uh, but singing is definitely my main instrument, mm-hmm. for sure. Most definitely, you were talking about as, as a singer, your instrument is, how do you take care of your voice? Well, lots of sleep. Sleep is essential. You know, it's it's a very demanding business and industry, but you have to put um, your sleep as a priority just to let your body recharge, um, staying hydrated, you know, warming up. It's, you know, it's a muscle. You have to take care of your body. Yes. I work out, you know, I lift weights, I do cardio to help with my breathing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those instruments that it's, it's very revealing. Like when you're in, in vocal booths, like, there's really nothing to hide behind. Nothing. So it's, <laughs> it's, you. that's it. You just have to take care of it. So as a recording artist myself, doesn't it seem kind of funny when you're in the studio, right? And mm-hmm. it's just you. And all of a sudden they go, we're just going to play back your voice. Oh, God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Because, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing you. So sure. how do you feel about that? Sure. It keeps well, you humble, huh? it definitely <laughs> keeps you humble. I think as artists, we're all, we all tend to be our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are perfectionists. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to just kind of like get out of the way of like judging myself and just focusing more on doing the work mm-hmm. and less on like being judgmental because I feel like being too judgmental of yourself can kind of lead to like paralysis. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that can be kind of like an ego driven thing too. It's like, sure. you, you got to kind of get out of your own way and like mm-hmm. let the spirit of music just kind of like do its thing through you, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So when you're, when you're getting ready to mm-hmm. go on stage. Sure you got to do some kind of exercise, obviously, and sometimes it starts at home or the hotel or wherever you may be. Sure. What do you do, and what do you drink before you go? God, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. I try to not drink any tea or coffee before I go on stage just because it's very drying. Like, you want to stay as hydrated as possible. Um, I do a lot of, like, stretching. Um, I like going on long walks, you know, because it's not too... Um, taxing on your body, but it's like you're getting your lungs warmed up, you know, just like try to ease into it. Try to not like put too many demands on Do you do yourself. like any exercises at all? Like, of course, yeah. absolutely. You okay. got to do all those little yeah. and all that stuff. Take the pressure off. Exactly. Yeah, you know. I love how you did that because people see, <laughs> see us do, I'll do it or something crazy and they'll just go, you just do it. Sirens. <laughs> yeah, the most obnoxious like voice placement things that you can do. You just got to get it all warmed up in in every um, resonance, all yeah, your resonances. Some of it, it's really, it's really some of the stuff is silly, but it's right. Right. I had a a, a, a teacher that taught me as uh, you know a, a person that teaches voice, mm. and he goes lay down. The first thing he says when I first met him, he said lay down. I go, what do you mean lay down? He goes lay down. Straight up. I go okay. <laughs> you know, and then he's. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just on. And you start, he says, I want you to do a bird call. And I'm going like. Good call. Good Exactly. Have you talking to birds? Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Right on. You know, so in your late teens, mm. you kind of got interested. Your passion started becoming 
shifted. And then songwriting. Yes. What inspired you to just kind of like go up that river, up that angle and, you know? Well, you know, uh, as a teenager, you have a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to tell us something. I mean, you got to put them somewhere. So, I mean, you know, especially in theater, like... Mm -hmm. Um, there are a lot of interesting characters that you meet in theater. There's a lot of rejection in theater. Um, and I think what kind of helped me to pivot toward making music is that you didn't have to wait on anybody to give you an opportunity. You kind of make your own. You know, it's one of those paths where it's like, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's not like you're trying to reinvent the wheel, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, you don't have to wait on anybody to give you the green light and say, you can be on stage now. It's like, no, I'm going to make my own show. I'm going to write my own songs, you know, mm-hmm. tell my stories. What was your first song? What would be, what was, was uh, you know, the meeting? Oh, was it about, God. was it sad, happy, in between? Oh. Was it the loss of all the boys that were chasing you? I think, honestly, it's a little embarrassing, but I think one of the first songs that I ever wrote was a love letter to, like, a celebrity crush. Oh, good. You know, it's just... Why not? You just had to get it out, you know. I was like, maybe he'll hear it someday, and it never saw the light of day. It was shelved, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that one will never hit the... So as you were going through this whole dynamic of being a singer and just being, finding your own voice, Mm -hmm. right? How did you run into the legendary Blondie guitar player? One of my favorites, and, you know, Blondie is just Debra Harry. Legendary. Yes, totally. And how did you run into... Chris Stein. And he's, is he still skinny? <laughs> <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. Oh, he sure he's is. He's sharp. Yeah. He's charismatic and sweet mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Love Chris Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I actually ran into them uh, through Jeff Saltzman, who was their producer, and uh, he was working on a, an album with them at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually an intern at the studio where the album was produced, mm-hmm. um, Skyline Studios here in Oakland. Shout out to Brian Matheson. Come on. Um, <laughs> That's right. But um, he, uh, yeah, I was interning there, and Jeff Saltzman had just moved into Studio B, and he came out of the studio one day, and he was just like, hey, dude, um, so I hear you write. And I was just like, uh, yeah, sure, I can write something. And uh, so there was this track that they had sent him. I didn't know who it was for. He just kind of like threw me in the booth and he was like, all right, let's hear what you got. So I had this whole thing planned out, you know, right in there with my pen, like wanting to do a good job and all that stuff. You know, as artists, we want to produce something worthwhile. And I messed up during my take. So did you know that? No, but I mean, but I told him, like, I started singing to him through the booth, and I was like, I screwed up. I'll do it better on the flip side. I got to do it over. I got to do it over. And I was just singing to him, and he was like, that's it, man. I love those guys when they say it. You know, it's, I love when they go, that's it. Right. So it's like sometimes you have something planned, and it's like, that's what I love about being a collaborator, too. That's what helps about not just, I mean, you can't, I can write a song by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my room, isolated, like, sure, it's possible, it's doable. But when you're collaborating with other people, like us being our own worst critics, sometimes they're able to pull something out that you didn't even know was there. So that was the first song that I wrote on the Blondie album. It was called I Screwed Up. And that one song turned into seven more. So, yeah. And you and you and you actually wrote those seven songs for that. I did. And what yeah. was the name of the album? It was Ghosts Ghosts of Download. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> we I, we have a rapper that came on our show 
like maybe three or four shows ago, Oz. And so he's talking to us about, and he started going, you know, I collab, I collab. And I'm going, you mean collaborate? Yes. You know, collab, man. Yeah. Wake, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so that is interesting. So have you have you gone back to them or with Chris Stein or have you worked with him um, or they went, they kind of vanish and go in their own little, right, they right. go in their little realms or yeah. little pockets. I'm still in, in uh, communication with Chris and we're talking about working on some projects mm -hmm. um, right now. We haven't made anything since, but we are talking. Did you meet Deborah Harry? Of course. She's darling. She's wonderful. She's so sweet, so down to earth, really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like of she'll be course. in a conversation with you and then she's just like off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, like that was lit. You know, yeah. she pops in and out. She does her own thing. Yeah. But There's a great picture of her I seen about a week ago, maybe a little, maybe maybe two weeks ago, of her and uh, one of my favorite artists, and the world's one of favorites, and we lost him years ago, uh, mm. David Bowie. They oh, were God. Young. Oh, God. They were young, man. They were, and then they're, I go, there's David. And then all of a sudden, I'm reading this, and I go, wait a second, this next guest is, uh, was talking with and did some work with Chris Stein. Thank you for bringing that. And Hell thank yeah. you, uh, Chad, in the booth. Um, <laughs> so you did that. Yes. And then yes, you I got did. signed by who? Yeah, so... Um, Gosh, after that, um, I ended up moving down to Los Angeles. How was that? <laughs> a hell of a transition. I mean, moving from the Bay to L.A., it's definitely a different vibe. Mm -hmm. um, everybody down there is kind of like all trying to do the same thing. Exactly. Um, which can be draining mm -hmm. if you don't know how to kind of like disconnect. Mm -hmm. So I came up to the Bay Area quite a bit to Good breathe. To breathe. Right. Right. Because, I mean, it's just, it can really get... Um, heavy like if you're down there for too long or if you your head's not in the right place you know um but anyway so i moved to los angeles um i started working with a producer named steven reza and we uh had like a production duo kind of a thing going like at first he was helping me to produce an ep and it very quickly turned into other artists coming to us to write music for them. Mm -hmm. So um, we ended up moving down to LA, um, worked to help develop a bunch of artists down there, worked with different producers, and uh, it caught the attention of a creative director named Gabby Kochlani. And she's the one who brought us to um, Warner Chapel, Bump Into Genius Music. So mm -hmm. Bump Into Genius is who I'm signed with, mm -hmm. and they're a publishing company. They're a branch off of Warner Chapel Music. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's a it's a, a auxiliary of a thing for uh, Warner Brothers also. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, when you said L.A., I always think, and we should collab. We should yeah, do a, a show. I mean, a song called uh, "Lost Lost Angels" because you said you had Perfect. to get up here and and read, and, you know, breathe. Yes. You know, you're doing your vocal exercise. Amen. Amen. It's, pretty, Amen. it's a pretty. My uh, my niece um, Destiny is a producer in. Um, uh, Good Trouble, it's called. She's one of the producers. There. Love she, to hear it. And and she blows my mind at the traffic. Yeah. How did you get on time? Oh, God. <laughs> you leave early. Yes. And if you're going to be late, you just just make calls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just stay in contact and just let them know, like, I'm on my way. I'm not flaking out on you. Like, I promise we'll be there. And when we get there, we're going to make a track that's fire. Mm -hmm. So just, like, grab a drink. We'll be right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> get comfortable. You know, it's it's amazing. So you have you have written a lot of songs. Yes. For I a lot know. of different artists from different areas of the world. I yes. love it. So who are some of those people? Who are they? And I liked how it was kind of like you you've written for some like people in I think you 
Australia, was it? Yes, Nicole Millar. Um, we wrote a couple of tracks uh, for her, and she ended up releasing one of them, and then another that we wrote for her in mind ended up going to a different artist, mm-hmm. um, which tends to happen. You know, you write a song and you have somebody in mind, and then someone else comes in, swoops it, and cuts it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we I wrote a song. I collaborated with um, a writer in Los Angeles named <coughs> Zach Poor, extremely talented songwriter, mm-hmm. um, and Stephen, and the, th- the four of us uh, with Nicole we wrote a song called Signal and that song came out and it's one of my favorites so we wrote that one um, I've written quite a few songs with Zach and who see that's amazing so to be in the business that you're in it's really uh, very it can be it can be yeah and then when you meet people that have been in it for a long long time you realize they're survivors yes oh god and they know the business and you've got to pay attention it's like listening to a professor in college or somebody that has wisdom. They have a lot of wisdom and they've heard it all. They've heard the the downfalls, the, the resurrections and the stardom. Of course, um, the peaks and valleys. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So when you're at home alone, because I'm gonna just change this, what do you do to relax and what inspires you to create a good song or how do you start? Is it a word? Does somebody say something to you? Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. Um, I think a part of the gig as songwriters is to be good listeners. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm kind of a loner. Mm-hmm. So I tend good. to go out in public by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to be, you know, weird about it, but sometimes you do eavesdrop on people's conversations, sure. especially if you're like sitting at a bar, you're, you're all like, human. of course, right, mm-hmm. right. And it's like humans fascinate me. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the reason why I'm a songwriter. We're trying to capture these stories. We're trying to capture what's going on in the world. You know, keep your, your fingers on the pulse of like, what is it people want? What is it we're asking for? What is it we need? Like where we want to go as the human race, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely inspired by other people. I mean, it can be something. It could be a line that I read from a book. I love to read. Um, yeah, that's another that's why way I get that a I. Right, absolutely. Just a little something that'll just kind of wiggle at you. So you, but what do you do when you're relaxing? How do you decompress? You know, when you get on stage, you're there. Sure. And you got all that energy, and then all of a sudden you're off. And right. kind of like, what do you do? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean. I like to listen to music that doesn't have words <laughs> to calm down because... You listen to jazz or you listen to classical music? I, I do. I listen to all of it. Okay. I, I don't... Um, yeah, I just... I love it all. Um, I love Debussy. I'm a big fan of Debussy. <laughs> yeah? His music, it just feels like running water to me or something. Exactly. Just So yes. cleansing. Mm-hmm. So cleansing. Um, I love, you know, soft jazz. I'm all about the type of jazz where the drummers need to use brushes. <laughs> you know? That kind of stuff. Classic. Just, yeah, just help me to, to come down because, like, I'm very audio sensitive. So if there are lyrics in a song, like, I'm going to be listening to it. I'm not going to be able to really, you know, go internal. Like, I'm going to be listening to what the artist is talking about. So music with no words I like to meditate I like to read like I said long walks get out in nature like all that's very important to me it's beautiful where you live or you live in there's so many beautiful places in well the Bay Area the I Bay love how Area. you said uh, uh, in your profile you immense yourself in, in the in the music and California uh, because this is a beautiful thing as long as it's a beautiful thing but um, yeah it's just it's just beautiful what you were saying I'm going to change another thing. Okay. You know. So you you actually you um, did a soundtrack or you did a song 
for Midnight Cinema. I correct? did, I did, yeah. How did that? How did that all transpire, and who who brought you on board on that? Sure. Um, so there was an artist that I was working with down in Los Angeles, who is still a really, really good friend of mine. She's one of my best friends now. Um, we met when I moved down to LA. She was one of the first artists um, that I had, you know, the honor of working with. Her name is Lisa Vitali. Mm -hmm. And um, when I met her, Italiano. yes, absolutely. Um, she wasn't in the band that she's in yet when I met her. She was still a solo artist, you know. Um, I was writing some music with her, and it was through her and her manager at the time, Brian Washington, that we landed the opportunity to write some songs for this Bella Thorne movie called Midnight Sun. And so um, it was me and Lisa and Steven and our mixing and mastering. Um, partner the four of us all wrote five songs and um one of those songs got picked out of the bunch and it ended up being a song called reaching, reaching and yes. yeah and bella thorne sings it in the movie on her guitar and it was i mean it was a trip mm -hmm. it was really cool it was the first time that we ever saw our names you know at the end of a film credit. credit it was wild so it is wild and it, yeah. it's actually you you it's, it makes you humble and look how because it you know i always stay to the end my wife yeah. and i taught my wife when we first got married, she goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm watching the credits. She goes, why? I go, there's people. You just see the stars. There's people. There. There's all kinds of Takes a village. Yeah. Takes a village, man. Exactly. Yeah. So that was your song, and you guys all collab yes. on that, right? Yes. So that was interesting. And now, Ken, is there a way that we could actually see Midnight Sun or how were, is it out on? I think so. I mean, I know that it was released. It went to theaters. Like mm -hmm. it's, I'm sure it's out there. What I don't is, know if it's on. What is the concept of Midnight Sun? It sounds um, like so Midnight Sun, it's based, it's a story about a girl who's like really sick mm -hmm. and she can't go out into the sunlight. She's very sensitive skin, so it's it's one of those types of like it's it's kind of like a teen romance, almost like a walk to remember. Mm -hmm. Like I'm kind of dating myself yeah, here, yeah, I was but just say, like, I'm the first time writing the songs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You hear this? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Wild, wild. Yeah. So, and we had the script. So we got to read through the script before we actually wrote the songs. Mm -hmm. so, was it, uh, who were the actresses or actresses, or were they known or unknown, or s probably um, small? That's okay. I couldn't tell you, yeah, to be totally okay. honest. You just were looking at the crew. You just want to make sure you see it. <laughs> I, mean, I was just happy to be there. You know right, what I'm saying? Exactly. I was just like, man. This so is during your trip. time, which, what do you see? Um, obviously, you're continuing you're going to always write. Yeah. You're always going to sing, obviously. Yeah. What do you see? Let's let's project something. Let's say because we're in this pandemic, as we all know, and it has slowed everything way down. Sure. So what do you do to inspire yourself on this? And what do you see yourself in the next six months or a year? Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the pandemic has been a trip mm -hmm. for all of us. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's been challenging. Um but it's also been, you know, for those of us who are fortunate enough to have had some time to really, like, go inward, mm -hmm. it's been a good time to reassess kind of, like, what we're doing, why we're doing it, mm -hmm. um, the direction that we want to go into. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm in the process of working on an EP. Um, it's kind of in a different lane than I've written in before. Like, I've done hip-hop, I've done rock, I've done pop, I've done EDM. Like, that's kind of where, like you know, where I've written for other artists and uh, where I started myself. But 
Um, I'm starting to go more into like a singer-songwriter, Americana, kind of like rock mm. vibe, like a little bit more into there because it's like, I just, I really want to continue to tell stories, but I'm interested in trying to stay a little bit out <laughs> of the box and get more to like real instruments, like getting back to the real humanity, you know, because it's like, you can't capture the soul in the same way in a box. Granted, it's like the box can do a lot of things. You know, computers are incredible, but it's like yes. you'll never really be able to capture that same spirit as a live musician, like actually pouring their soul into Just an give instrument. It to them. Right. Get to get on, like, you know, when you watch old footage of, of old blues guys, or old, even the rock people that are, you know, that people go, well, the Stones or something. Hey, man, you know what? They are still doing what they're doing. Hell and yeah. It's it's still it's not dated. It their songs might be, but these guys are still going. Bluesmen, old jazzmen, all these gentlemen. Tony Bennett's ninety five, and he's God bless him. God bless him, right? Yeah, he and gave God us bless so much Lady music. Gaga for pulling him out all the time. I you know? know, she's the best. Oh, she's, she's, she's like one of my. She's one. Of, oh, yeah, she was first. one of those forces that really like pushed me out to say like, no, you can. You hey, can. Lady Gaga, this is from her to Natalie. You rock. Absolutely, you are the best, man. You make women strong, and you. Phew, come it's on. True. When I first seen her on TV, I told my wife, and she remember she came in the gothic. She was all gothic. Of course, and of course, said, challenging the beauty standards. I love her. Like, she has such a, like, solid voice, such a message. Like, the first performance that she ever did that really rocked my world personally was at the 2009 VMAs when she did Paparazzi. And it's like she had that whole set, and it's like I could just tell, like, okay, this girl has some kind of, like, theatrical background. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, see, I could see that theater, you know, in her. And uh, when she hung from a chandelier and bled to death, I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she is totally yeah, deep. Threw her high heel up on a piano, banging, rocking out. I right. was just like, wow, this right. chick is the real she deal. She is the real deal. Yeah. And then she does A Star is Born. Oh, my God. Which just changes the whole dynamic. Right. I, I, my whole thing on that, I love that movie, but I wish that Elvis was supposed to play where Chris Christopherson laid. Oh, really? He was, he was begging Colonel Parker let me have that. That's me. And he goes, you can't, you can't star as a person that is in decline and no. full of drugs. And he wouldn't do it. He killed him. A year later, he was gone. Came out in 77, 78. Damn. So it's kind of interesting. He wanted to do, that would have brought him into a whole other stage. I didn't know that, man. You know, so as we move, move a little bit further, I want to ask you about your covers. Okay. That are just. YouTube land. Oh, my God. You, Let's go there. Patsy Cline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's killer. I mean, I grew up watching my mom sing that song. My mom is like, she's been really influential on the types of music that I've been introduced to all throughout my life. And, you know, um, Patsy Cline, Tammy Wynette, um, just like a lot of like standards. Blue. You Blue. know, Blue, Leanne Rimes, yeah, yeah. Grew up listening to that one. Oh, and, and, and then, you know, I want to tell everybody, this lady here, Natalie, this, this beautiful songwriter, singer, <laughs> will blow your socks off. Go to YouTube and look up, you know, uh, Natalie Hawkins singer Thank I'm you, telling man. you and when she does and it's a, it's a it's kind of past our time but it's still a great number watch her do and I, I watch her do leave me alone with Michael Jackson you caught everything in there I was going I, I told my wife before it went 30 seconds I said Victoria get in here <laughs> look at this look at this young girl she's gonna come on my show so I hey man yeah he's he's it for me he is it. He is my number one greatest influence, Michael Jackson. I mean, how did you do? You mimic everything. 
I just, I mean, you just study and, and I just love listen. How you oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that made some people a little worried. I read the comments. I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was attention. like unbelievable. I mean, when Chad told me that you were going to come in and then he gave me your name and I looked up immediately. I want to know. I do a, my uh, my own research and oh, then yeah. I look at it and as an artist myself, I'm going, oh my goodness. Thank you, God, for sending me this angel coming Dude. my way, man. Dude. And and I'm you so just and it was Chad mm -hmm. that actually was the one. And I I am so grateful for Chad to bring you here I live and in too. living color. Yeah. You know. Um, but we'd like to. You know, one of the things I'd like to ask you, if I could have your permission, of these four songs, what could we maybe put one on on your on this for? Of course. What I mean. Would you choose? God, I don't know. I'm torn between I love Stand By Your Man and, I mean, we've been talking about Leave Me Alone a lot. So, I mean, just go Leave with your gut. Yeah, go with the gut. Or you want us to do, like, maybe splice both kind of. Sure. Yeah, because. Go wild. They do are, an arrangement. I, <laughs> you know? <laughs> do an arrangement. <laughs> go crazy, dude. Go, hey, go, yeah. Gregory, go wild because she doesn't know Gregory, how wild. Gregory, go wild. Yeah. yeah. So when so as we get in closer, we're going to be ending soon, and I want you oh, to come man, back. Man, this flu. Exactly. I would love to come back. Are I you kidding me? I need you to come back. Oh man, you know? especially like I'm working on this EP right now. Yeah. It's like then we'll then have more can, music to talk you can, about. You could come back on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what? What is your next step? So you're going to be working on the EP. EP, yeah. Here, here in the in Bay LA? Area. Um, here in the Bay Area for sure. Mm -hmm. um, it's been kind of hard with the pandemic. You know, I'm not trying to like, you know. Um, get anyone you know just leave me just, alone yeah exactly <laughs> six feet um yeah but i mean we've been doing a lot of zoom sessions which has definitely been an experience you know yeah it's like everybody has like the track on their end we all kind of mute ourselves so we'll be like on a facetime call you know thank god for technology you yes. know what i'm saying technology has made a lot of things possible right. so it's like right. Right. you know the, the sinner and the saint kind of a deal like a love-hate relationship yeah, with yeah. the with the technology but totally. um yeah it's it's mostly being produced up here um by a producer named danny blau that i'm working with he's really awesome um, he's in a lot of like cover bands in the bay very talented guitarist great musician like the thing that i love about working with him is sometimes he'll add things to a song that i couldn't even hear you know right, what i'm saying right. like that's what's so cool about collaborating like highly recommend it right you gotta it collaborate is. You gotta clap. Yeah, I gotta clap. Thank us. Thank Wiz. So as we go, uh, and I want to thank you for thank coming. You. You're such a ball of fire. You thank got that you. beautiful smile. Um, thank you so much for coming. And as we normally do, mm -hmm. we look at the camera. We look straight ahead. And, it, and, and you know, for this show, Natalie, thank you so much. You are totally a rock star to oh, me, Lord. man. This so we usually give the kiss goodbye and then we do the peace sign. Is that okay? Perfect. Let's go. We're going to give all the audience a big, big kiss from Natalie and Gregory. Thank you so much for watching. Harmonics making it the most popular show in our community colleges. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. My friend. This has nice been incredible. So nice to meet you. You too. Let's peace. Go.
Who's laughing? 